Hey everyone, this is Elise with another episode of UC Santa Cruz's very own Slugcast. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something very exciting, the departmentalization of Santa Cruz's Critical Race and Ethnic Studies program, which was announced in late June through the annual CREZ newsletter. While this update is new, the struggle for ethnic studies certainly is not. Its long and tumultuous history is something very close to my heart as someone who studies the field myself, and understanding it is integral to understanding the institution of UC Santa Cruz and its contemporary struggles on campus. In late June, Santa Cruz professor Christine Hong wrote, I write to confirm that starting July 1st, CREZ will be a department. As of yesterday, the Academic Senate weighed in, and last night, EVC Kletzer was swift in issuing her approval and confirming staffing and basic budgetary resources. It bears reiterating that this milestone would not have been possible without the extraordinary labor, organizing, and vision of many people, deeply dedicated students, faculty, staff, and key administrators, as well as allies near and far. Those of you who have been on this road with us know how hard-earned and long overdue this triumphant development is. It's important to take stock of the sheer duration of the struggle for ethnic studies at Santa Cruz because CREZ emerged not just out of powerful and principled student organizing against austerity cuts to diversity programming roughly a dozen years ago, but also on a normatively white campus that has had long resisted ethnic studies as a socially transformative project. Indeed, the consciousness that propelled this movement forward stretches back over half a century to the very inception of this campus when Santa Cruz students first began organizing in tandem with the Third World Liberation Front student struggles at SF State and Berkeley. Today's episode is about more than just an announcement, it's also a look into the past. The year is 1968 and the longest student strike in U.S. history is about to begin. This strike was led by members of the TWLF, also known as the Third World Liberation Front, a group of Black, Native, Chicano, Filipino students in San Francisco. While at its heart, the strike became an embodiment of the struggle for self-determination amongst Third World peoples, its roots belong to a labor struggle coming from the campus's Black Student Union. The strike called on November 6, 1968 by the Black Students' Union and other members of the Third World Liberation Front and strongly supported by the revolutionary black uh, white students ended today, March 20th, 1969. The struggle to end institutionalized racism and the right of all people to seize power for determining their political, economic, educational, and social destinies is not over, but will be intensified. We view the agreed settlement as a foundation for revolutionary change in bringing together this college and various communities throughout the Bay Area and the country. Many consider the firing of SF State Professor George Murray to be the spark that ultimately ignited this revolutionary time. Murray, aside from being an English teacher, also had deep political connections, being the Minister of Education for the Black Panthers and working alongside revolutionaries like Huey Newton and Bobby Seale. Following his dismissal from the university, the Black Student Union issued 10 demands. 
One, that all Black Studies courses being taught through various departments be immediately part of the Black Studies department and that all the instructors in this department receive full-time pay. Two, that Dr. Hare, chairman of the Black Studies department, receive a full professorship and a comparable salary according to his qualifications. Three, that there be a Department of Black Studies which will grant a bachelor's degree in Black Studies, that the Black Studies Department chairman, faculty, and staff have the sole power to hire faculty and control and determine the destiny of its department. Four, that all unused slots for Black students from PAL 1968 under the Special Admissions Program be filled in Spring 1969. Five, that all Black students wishing so be admitted in Fall 1969. Six, that 20 full-time teaching positions be allocated to the Department of Black Studies. Seven, that Dr. Helen Bettison be replaced from the position of financial aid officer and that a black person be hired to direct it, that third world people have the power to determine how it will be administered. Eight, that no disciplinary action will be administered in any way to students, workers, teachers, or administrators during and after the strike as a consequence of their participation in the strike. Nine, that the California State College trustees not be allowed to dissolve any black programs on or off of the San Francisco State College campus. And 10, that George Murray maintain his teaching position on campus for the 1968 to 1969 academic year. Later, the Third World Liberation Front issued five additional demands, mainly ones demanding a school of ethnic studies with 50 faculty positions allocated to the program and 20 of them specifically for a black studies program. The education that Third World people need is one that sees the dignity and the worth and the pride of the people from which they come. Uh, one that will enable us to in turn, go back to our communities as teachers and social workers, street workers, uh, and work with our people to increase and develop the level of consciousness of our people and why they live in poverty and why uh, uh, racism is continuing as a mainstay of keeping third world people poor, not just in this country but around the world. The kind of power we want is real power. So where does UC Santa Cruz come in? Well, at the same time, at the School Amongst the Trees, similar demands were being made from third world peoples in regards to their self-determination at the institution. The first ever graduation ceremony on the UC Santa Cruz campus, for example, turned into a protest against the discrimination of students of color on the campus. And in 1977, a group of students of color on campus called for the implementation of Thuanas, Third World and Native American Studies. All throughout the 70s, these committees were made, proposals were written and recycled, recommendations were made and presented, and still, no real change. This was a process of reorganization. These struggles and demands of these students were intentionally dissolved through bureaucracy and committees. If you heard the episode a while back with members of Duanas Press, you already know a bit about how the struggle intensified in the 80s. Ed Castillo was a professor at UC Santa Cruz, the only Native American professor on campus. Much like what happened with George Murray at SF State, Castillo was fired without reason, likely related to his political power. In response, in 1981, 24 members of the Duanas Coalition went on hunger strike. This fight for ethnic studies carried long through the 80s and 90s and 2000s. Finally, in 2014, a Cresby-A program was launched. But why this resistance to the departmentalization of CRES? 
without Krez being an apartment and continued to be reliant on others like literature, sociology, and politics for things like funding and faculty, which in a world where ethnic studies already faced hostility makes it an easy major to dismiss and dismantle. And yet, with Krez becoming a department and Black studies being instituted, still so many of these demands had not been met. Black studies, which was just instituted last year, was staffed by a single professor. A lot of the discourse surrounding Black studies at the university today sounds eerily similar to that of the 60s. We have not moved on the level of attempting to create something that was not there. The level we have moved on has been a level of need level that directly affects our lives and the conditions under which we live our lives. And yet, the departmentalization of critical race and ethnic studies is a crucial step towards something. Something unknown, but hard-earned nonetheless. This has been Elise with another episode of the UC Santa Cruz Slugcast.